Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome back. I am Persephone, or Sefi. Persephone Madeline, Ketchum Hasler Deacon is the full title. Fucking hell. The artist formerly known as. <laughs> Persephone Madeline, Ketchum Hasler Deacon. It wasn't Ketchup in the middle of that. It's day. kind of um, Esteban Ricardo, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Martinez, whatever his name is. It's a mental name. I don't know what my parents were thinking. And I'm with my good friend, Wing, Wingling, Erin Emerali. What's your middle name? I don't have one. Don't you? No, I'm not lying. I'm like, no, Ira. <laughs> I'm like, no, side-eye, don't bring it up. Jesus, I think I took all of yours. How did I not know that? You did know that, but you have a... Shit memory. ...strained hippocampus. Sefi doesn't have a good memory, and it's okay. I'm not going to be angry at her for it anymore. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so we're back. We're talking about how to validate yourself and let go of wanting to be liked, the control that we all have over life and or try to have over life, and we're letting go of that bullshit. It's honestly a ride. A ride and a half. Straight yourself in it's stealth and colossus and nemesis inferno get me to thought park now get me out of it get me there now if you're not from the uk do you know what thought park is if you're not from the uk how do you bear to listen to this because we speak about some insane things (laughs) that are very uk specific very niche even if you're from literally my same town so one of the things that was very common um in everyone's messages about the ways that they validate themselves, et cetera, et cetera, um, was lots of you were saying you validate yourself through grades and achievements. So someone said academic, specifically academic or career achievements. And I think that's probably one of the most common, I guess if we're doing like two sides of it, so you can either be validating yourself just through yourself and knowing that you have some level of self-esteem, etc., just an innate, if not love, lack of hatred for yourself. (laughs) Indifference. Yeah, but then also the other side of it, of the different tools that we use to validate ourselves that could still become quite corrupted. Yeah. And are still actually quite external. And I think like grades and career and stuff is a very normalized way of validating yourself and it's also really distinct like i feel that if you're using your relationships as a way it's all very like fluid and like not very easy to see but grades is literally on paper how well you've done Mm. it's one of the only places that your success is literally written down and like marked out of a hundred or whatever yeah it's like actually marked like you've got a grade back and it's like a tangible view of success 
and essentially control. It almost feels like that you can draw quite a parallel between that and the way that you could validate yourself or uh, like attack yourself, kind of berate yourself about weight in the way that you can... Yeah, that there are numbers attached. There are numbers involved and there's not really much of life where there are numbers involved. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a very specific ways that you can also not only analyse yourself but directly compare yourself to the information that you may or may not have about somebody else. Do you remember we did a post, this was ages and ages and ages ago, and we were saying that if there is like a numerical value attached to your success, it probably is not success. Yeah, money, weight. If you can attach a number, it's not success. That's like a societal... Construct. Construct, yeah. Because also, who gave you that number? Fair enough, the scales gave you a number, but the society told you what to make of that number. Mm. Your teacher told you that they decided that you only get 35 out of 100. It's all completely subjective. And all the things that are real in life, as we always say, the only thing that's real is love when we're being really annoying. Yeah. Um, Or like happiness or power and all the things that bring about success and like an easy life or happiness and an easy life are not tangible. You can't say, oh, well, right now my love in my life is getting a an A star, so it's doing great. Mm. But yeah, you get that with your maths test. And we say this all the time, like if your barometer for measuring success is based in something that society told you, you A, will never achieve it and B, if you do, you'll still be miserable. Because this society is bullshit, as we have said time and time and time time again yeah this is not a good place so don't measure your staff on this yeah well your weight could be perfect but your grades would still be off you might get perfect grades but your money and financial situation is not going to be spot on the minute you've achieved something quote unquote achieved something you'll be straight on to the next thing because your ideas are vapid or even if you have achieved it you've been striving and striving to get um, a thigh gap next week oh no we want thick thighs now yeah oh sorry i've been i fucked up there whatever you're striving for is not real (laughs) we're already starting existential this time yeah but it's so fucking true it's like the classic it's just what we go on and on and on about so how did we learn that i think we learned it the hard way yeah (laughs) i learned it the hard way i definitely think throughout my life i have put a lot of emphasis on like academic achievement I mean, we've spoken about this, this was years and years and years ago, that I definitely had like, when I came out of school, I wanted to study English and I was like, oh my God, I have to go to like a Russell Group uni. <laughs> Does anyone remember that terminology? A Russell Group uni? If you're not from the UK or you're not familiar with what a Russell Group university is, I believe it was a group of about 20 universities, yeah. <laughs> mostly the older ones. Um, and it was said to be this kind of esteemed group um, for higher education where there was a certain stamp of approval, not physically, nothing tangible, but just kind of a nod with your interviewer or kind of your parents would smile a little bit wider if you got into one of those versus one of the newer or maybe just less esteemed universities quote unquote but it's actually I mean it's we're not new in saying this it's a dying concept yeah well university as a whole is a dying Mm. construct and to be honest I would say borderline already dead construct (laughs) um Well, if it wasn't already dead, coronavirus just truly killed it. Oh, absolutely. So, sorry, can we all just also just note, so we're going to be paying full bang, but getting no bang for our bark, going to Cambridge University 
at home, you're having me on. I don't get to go to a single lecture, no? You're winding me up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's, it's truly... But you do get the name on your CV or whatever you're looking to write that down somewhere. And I have seen it quite a lot with people that, for example, work in places that sound good, constantly referring to that place. And it's almost like... You need the stamp of approval of a big institution. Yeah, like this institutionalised idea of success is leads nowhere. It really does lead nowhere. And I definitely think when I came out of school, I'd been essentially fed or I had developed my myself an borderline obsession with like I need to go to one of these places or I've failed already written my mm. life off if you're not familiar with Sefi's Sefi had already failed a few times apparently because she said at eight years old if I'm not in Doctor Who by the time I'm nine years old I should die or something <laughs> I wrote myself a note famously that said if you're not an actor in Doctor Who by the time you're 12 or something just give up and I hid the note for myself to be found when I was like 15 and thought <laughs> failure failure so we should be quite familiar with Sefi's all or nothing ideologies exactly yeah kind of if I don't do this then I must just give up with like an insane time constraint too yeah totally like the, we're constantly working against the clock <laughs> when we're with Sefi yeah so I had a whole um if you do not get into there was one uni that I really wanted to go to Exeter University which oh, I, we're gonna name and shame we are and I don't know what it was about them because when I went there I remember being unimpressed with mm. the vibe but I was like right okay, I've got an interview at Oxford Uni like it was a whole like big fucking thing but I was like Exeter that's the one for me and I was so arrogant I didn't put an insurance choice so you're supposed to when you do a uni application you pick one and then you pick another one just in case you don't get the one of your dreams and I was like absolutely not I've 100% got this I'm not gonna put an insurance it's pretty mad of you which is to be honest unheard of it is pretty unheard of yeah considering how formulaic the whole again UK based like UCAS process is to apply to university in the UK at school age is very much like a formula and the teachers will have you follow it and yeah Sefi was there shaking her head no 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 guys I've got that don't ha- don't worry about it. I'll handle it I was it. like guys don't even talk to me like don't stress do you see where this is going you see yeah yeah I'm building it up you see where this is going <laughs> someone's about to get their heart crushed <laughs> um and so I I was little arrogant me look guys I've got it I'm already in this uni like it's all good all I needed to get was two A's and a B easy English literature course I'll get an A. You were picking out your bed sheets. You were like Google mapsing the city. I'm ready for this. Like I've got this. And also had literally been to this uni once, knew nothing about the course, like really insane dream, like based on mm. nothing essentially, other than just like insecurities. And like, I have to get this marker of success. On comes results day. Oh God. You log onto this thing called UCAS, um, which is like, gives you your, like, did you get in or not? Log on. No, you did not get in heart crushed utterly crushed and what does it say word for word it's like unfortunately we you have not been successful yeah you have not been successful that's quite gutting you have not been successful that's horrid you are a failure (laughs) yeah exactly They've literally gone onto theosaurus.com and typed in failure and gone on the antonym. Okay, you haven't been successful. I never said you're a failure. I just said you haven't been successful. (laughs) That's awful. So fucking rude. Also, how dare some kind of 45-year-old man be typing that out in his little code, sending it out to poor 18-year-old girls? It's an act of violence. Yeah, you've not been accepted or something. (laughs) You are unacceptable in society. (laughs) You are unwanted, unworthy. You are worthless. You, by the way, did I tell you you're ugly? You're really ugly as well. You're too ugly for this uni. Did I mention that boy actually doesn't like you, by the way? I don't know if he told you yet, but he doesn't. Your family have never loved you. You're worthless. You know when you think you're worthless? Oh yeah, you are actually. 
but yes, yeah, so I went. I sent my mum in to go get my results. I was like, I'm not fucking showing my face in this town ever again. What was the first thing that went through your head? Almost like the mortification mm. of I was so sure, so arrogant, and it's like, babe, it hasn't paid off. <laughs> this is a hard lesson to learn. It's honestly a harsh lesson. I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. I wish it on myself though. I really, really, truly believe I needed this mm. so badly, or I would have just been constantly striving for like that institutional stamp of yeah. success like i really think it was so weirdly the best yeah. moment of my life not at the time but one of the best things it led you right to me it did it really did <laughs> and it just led me to my happiest place on earth brighton but yeah so I sent my mum in and it got the grades back and so i needed a a b and i got a b b and i was one ums mark off the grade that i needed to go but that means it's like one fifth off a mark off the thing which to me was just like so aggravating so but now i see it as such a like in my kind of woohoo mind as it's like such a sign but yeah so i definitely think i had to learn this the hard way and i definitely con- continued this with like doing kind of unpaid internships at like big places because i believed it made me seem cool or powerful or something where it's you're getting nothing but the name you get nothing but the name you're getting not only no money no respect no and you're treated awfully and it's just like the most class thing anyway to be able to do an unpaid internship it's absurd that they exist and everything to Mm -hmm. be honest I stand against I definitely was searching for some kind of like number or name to put themselves behind me and I I just think I've over the last three years of uni and everything I just learned so much about like success and all of that it's like it's all bollocks I'm just like letting go of your like life plan yeah I think that's it I had such a strict plan like with the you're going to be an actress on Doctor Who you're going to be this you're going to be that it's like by this date you will have graduated from X to uni and X Y and Z and And it's like you can't have these plans because they never work out and that is the best thing when they don't work out completely because also it's like as much as that was your plan and it was a very specific plan to have I think that's quite common and I think that's what we do as people is we get served a life plan depending on who or where you are society tells you you should look like this act like this marry this person have these children go to this university get this job and within that very broad outline we will funnel in kind of what we thought was quite glamorous or what we thought was the most kind of admirable you know thing in the world to strive for you just find a random marker that yeah. tells you oh success looks like exeter uni yeah or success looks like a size a any of these things and exeter uni might be a successful year absolutely absolutely or kind of it could be anything for example the randomness of an actress on doctor who yeah no one else views that as anything <laughs> but it for me that was i must be this when i was 12 and it's just it shows you how meaningless the marker is because it's constantly moving and it's utterly meaningless because no one gives a fuck the worst thing you can be in life one of the worst things you can be is someone that is constantly referring to an institution that has claimed you yeah it's an embarrassing trait <laughs> oh shot it is. It's, a, it's a very unlikable trait i must say it is because it's it's not a trait of your own it's it's not a trait of your own doing it's just like we've all succumbed to being a number then essentially in the way that we just look for these numbers for validation and it's a real lack of understanding of capitalism it's like you haven't comprehended what you exist within and obviously as a 
an 18 year old how on earth are you supposed to comprehend that and of course if you went to Oxford and you're really happy about the fact you went to Oxford or you really are striving to go to Oxford of course you just see Oxford as a place of worth because you've been told that or being pretty as a place of worth because you're told that every day of your life every minute of your life but I think it's about seeing beyond that and like understanding that does it actually bring you happiness no because it's Un, it's unmeasurable completely I completely completely agree I also think just that whole sentiment is similar to just our bigger idea of letting go your background on your phone Sefi if I remember rightly is a subliming post that says don't try yes. to steer the river how funny that that just relates to that whole story so much because yeah my literal background on my phone it has been this since I think I said it in third year of uni ages yeah so yeah. that's over a year has been this quote that just it's like I mean subliming posts are just so aesthetic so beautiful and they've got a highlight subliming.jpg I think they're called on Instagram yeah they have a highlights that's like loads of wallpapers and they are all so aesthetic and just like very cool but this one says like um, don't try to steer the river and I just thought oh fucking hell like that's it and my dad always says this as well to me I think it's like I think I'm quite known for like trying to construct a plan and be like well where are we in two years I think it's probably my Capricorn I always say to you your script writing you try and give people their lines and then when they're not saying the lines back to you like why are they not in character yeah i do this all the time (laughs) this isn't how the episode was supposed to go i do it a lot on like dates and stuff where i'm like Hmm. um so i'll say hello then he'll say hello how are you and you'll say i'm good thank you and then they'll go and be like you're right oh my god blah 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 and i'll be like what i didn't prepare for this and i'll go in with i am good thank you yeah how are you (laughs) yeah yeah it's awful but yeah the thing my dad always says to me is that time is passing without your control without you doing anything time is passing you can either choose to do stuff or not do stuff things are going to happen anyway like you can't control any of it it's all going to happen anyway you can just decide how you react in the moment and that's literally it and it goes back to two things that we Sefi and I have already said today but this is the first time you'll hear it well at least from (laughs) us what a coincidence if someone's already said this to you today that is a big sign from the universe (laughs) the two things I'll say is one that we said earlier about be intentional with your life yeah and the second is (laughs) (laughs) i have no idea where this is going either and the second we say all the time is you're going to worry and stress about something that you think is going to happen if it happens now you've just stretched you've stressed about it twice yeah if you worry about something you're putting yourself through it twice exactly i think is the thing you're going to stress and stress and stress about your exam you haven't done any revision that exam's still going to come and now now you've got now you've got the stress of the exam actually being here so where you could have just lived your life peacefully and then had a little bit of stress on the day of the exam oh no 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 we've had nine months of stress where you've been stressing 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 oh my god i need to pay my rent your rent's still going to fucking come so we're going to be intentional do something about it if you're someone that has quite a bit of like anxiety that's kind of like you kind of love to be in control of situations i think the overthinking is one of the most damaging things you can do the thought of something is always more dramatic than the reality you're running through worst case scenarios blah 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 and the second you're there it's like oh it's nothing and then you're done you're like oh i wasted my day it's like i always think the, the thought of getting with someone is always better than the reality. That's fucking true. Going back to our old episode, like the fantasy of like having sex with someone would always be better than the reality of like one night stand with them. Because you build it up your own way. 
and it's your narrative. Yeah, you dramatise things in your head, exactly. It's basically a film that you were the director, the actor, and the writer. The executive producer, yeah. the cinematographer, the whole thing was you. The costume department. Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs. It's that scene in Mr Bean's Holiday, if you know, where it's like, directed by blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Written. It's either your worst nightmare or your dreamiest dream. Yeah. Because it's all, all of your own creation. So you know how, God, you know how to stress about something. I know you do. I'm not talking to you, Safi. I'm talking to you listening. Yeah. Well, I do as well. And me too. Who's <laughs> like, who doesn't? What a trio we are. <laughs> <laughs> the three musketeers. The holy trinity. <laughs> the holy trinity of stress. Actually, if you just don't try to steer the river, the iconic quote, it's literally like, the river is flowing. Anyway, the river has had a predestined path that is going, it's going to follow. You're trying to say, no, come over here though. Like, no, there's a current that you don't know about in that corner over there that's going to take it. Yeah, there's a reservoir just perfect for you around the corner, around the river bend that you've got no idea about it's like just don't try to steer it like it actually nothing to do with you it's actually none of your beeswax yeah honestly wind your neck in it's none of your beeswax (laughs) literally it's nothing to do with you what happens in your life it really isn't that's the most liberating thought it really isn't you have no control over it we said this in a few episodes back that all the main things all the big things in my life that have happened were nothing to do with me which is kind of the most iconic thing that it's like actually all the decisions that i stressed and stressed and stressed over never happened or just never were anything didn't make didn't lead to anything whereas all the things that i didn't even think about would turn out to be the most bit the biggest and best things that happened in my life monumental so there we go fuck it fuck you gotta let let it go let it go something something anymore what's the lyric let it go uh can't hold it back anymore can't hold do it you want to build a snowman should we go into some embarrassing ringtones by the way let's do embarrassing ringtones because let's okay quick round of embarrassing ringtones i wish we had a little jingle stunning one that I wanted to give an honourable mention because this wins in my mind because I've used it um, against you, Sefi, to win. The game of embarrassing ringtones. To win the game. This one I thought was hilarious because it's the, it's because it's the intro. The, you Basically, to win the game, it needs to be either a quite obscure or notable intro or kind of a song from the top 40 of 2013. Yeah. And this one I think is so good. And I think it's hilarious because they said that their mum has this ringtone oh my god and it's thrift shopping macklemore because the beginning is hey macklemore can we go thrift shopping shopping. (laughs) (laughs) i'm sick i'm vomiting hey macklemore (laughs) how bad is that how bad because some songs it's like you've got a little bit of a kind of musical accompaniment before the singing starts you can quickly answer it but something like that there's no way hey macklemore can we go thrift shopping in the middle of a seminar oh my god you're looking around thinking whose phone is that it's not mine sorry that's so bad there's no way out one that i someone said something by this singer but i thought of my own one (laughs) you're riffing on it i'm riffing you know and i just thought this one would be bad (laughs) that stop that song and we all just want to be big because it starts like i've been standing in line (laughs) my god like the tone of the voice oh my god nickelback I'll be standing in line. Is it Nickelback? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just that it was like, in a bathroom we can play baseball. Baseball in. Wow, that's bad. That was- that's awful there's no way out no no that, that's like you have to throw your phone in a river at that point like that can you're never... dropping out you're dropping out of uni you're quitting you're quitting your yeah, job that was 
Awful. Never to be seen again. Someone else said that their mum, again, your mums have quite embarrassing ringtones, which is funny. Someone's mum's ringtone that goes off in Asda apparently is Sweat by Snoop Dogg. That's bad. That's really Quite bad if it's the explicit version. I just want to make you wet. It's like, why is that coming oh God, from that, that woman's phone? I just want yeah. to make you wet. Make That's you so wet. bad. Jack and I were having dinner once with his niece and we, Jack was just like, Alexa, shuffle songs by Snoop Dogg. And his niece is about, I don't know, like 12 at the time. And we were just eating, chomping away, chomping away. And then it's just like, I just want to make you wet. Bum, 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 bum. I just want to make you wet over That's and over again. It's like, so right. <laughs> like, at what point do I kind of look around and go, like, Alexa, stop. stop. <laughs> Alexa, turn the Alexa, can off. you turn it down? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Alexa, skip. skip. Yeah, honestly, please. <laughs> there was a really good one. Um, oh my God, this one made me laugh. Someone said, oh my God, mine is the Sex in the City theme song. Is that embarrassing? Be honest. And I'm going to be honest and say, yeah because that's like it's like it's like i always used to have a thing with the sex and the city theme tune with my sister i'd be like try and sing it try and sing it's like one of those things you can't sing it you can't catch the melody it's like wait it's like oh you know what's a bad show worse than sex in the city Mm. zoe 101 are you ready Ooh, (laughs) i know you see me standing here do i look good my dear i always thought that's a shit lyric do i look good my dear today Uh, uh, oh, if you want iconic song yeah that's really bad what's the drake and josh one how does that start that would be bad oh fuck i'm googling drake and josh theme tune oh no i know it. i don't even need to see it i never thought that it'd be so simple but that's not too bad because it's kind of it can be ironic it's a meme isn't it yeah it needs to be something that can never be ironically funny zoe 101 is bad because it's niche but sex in the city is kind of like it's also bad because it's like, what is the tune of that song? I literally... I need to hear it. I'm not familiar. It's like, you just could, you couldn't sing it. This is the problem. If anyone can sing the Sex and the City theme tune, send us a voice note. Because I actually think it's impossible to sing. I would die. I think it's impossible to sing. Another bad one that someone sent was, Wake up in the morning feeling <gasps> like P. Diddy. Why? <laughs> That's bad because That's it starts bad. immediate. It's Oh wait. Yeah. You've got no time <laughs> yeah. to quickly be like, is that my phone ringing? <laughs> Shit. The volume's still low. It's like, no, we're coming in strong. It's bad as well. Brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Ooh. <laughs> Before you know it is. And tucking pedicures on her toes. <laughs> toes, the beat has dropped. Yeah, oh, it's my bad. God. That one's awful. really. Honestly, before you know it, you're in deep <laughs> in Kesha. <laughs> TikTok on the <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot of people said Crazy Frog and I agree that's awful that is bad that has uh same energy as spider pig yeah it doesn't ring ring they're yeah. coming from a similar vibe yeah basically keep these coming keep when you ever whenever you whenever you think of them just dm us because it's honestly the best game of all time yeah whenever you're having a down day just think at least i'm not in a seminar with crazy frog oh my god blasting out of my phone not even also quite funny to do not just a ringtone but you open your laptop in a lecture and there's a youtube video playing what's the most embarrassing youtube video to be playing I had this. This was really bad, actually. One of my first ever lectures, and it was with my housemate, we were in a lecture together, which we were never in. We had been Googling, I don't know what this was. We were Googling extra large condoms. (gasps) But I don't know what the reasoning was. I reckon we were going to fill them with water or something. like. I don't know why we'd be getting specifically extra large. God, that's quite bad. It's quite a niche thing to get. And then it's like, you're really giggling, and it's like, God, like, are you... Yeah, children. Full children. Because also, it was on one of those quite tiered lecture seating things and it was like she was trying to close it so quickly and like you've got full access to everyone's screens it's like you could see it in a dark because it was like a cinema lecture like it was on like global cinema or something and it was like dark and it's just glowing extra large and it's like why so why the specificity why extra large like why were you googling extra large it's like a bit arrogant to be googling that yeah that's it's a bit like try hard it's a bit like do you think you're yeah yeah it's a bit are you 15 years old we were googling it for all the funny reasons and it looked like all the bad reasons it was bad (laughs) i was in a seminar once and this girl opened her laptop and it was on a dan and phil video oh my god oh my god (laughs) bearing in mind i wasn't at uni that long ago like this is recent also no shade to dan and phil but it's just hilarious she's honestly got the whiskers drawn on her face she's like meow raw truly so bad thing is I never was a Dan and Phil girl, but I definitely, definitely fancied Dan. Same. Definitely Same. Dan. And I thought his coming out video was... Amazing. I think the best I've ever seen. Not that they functioned to be rated by me, but I did think it was great. Yeah. It, and it kind of revived my love for him a little bit. But I definitely used to fantasise about him like a little bit, kind of like... I love them playing Sims. Yeah, yeah. They had like Dan and Phil games or something, like play or something. Yeah. yeah. And they play this... They play a Sim called Dill. Yes. Oh my God, I, I definitely was dill yeah i don't know it's a combo of their names yeah i can't remember but anyway and there's a really funny episode where dill sets everything on fire anyway and i was properly laughing it's fair enough it's a fair enough choice to be sat in a lecture watching dan and phil dan and phil i don't know if it is though (laughs) i don't know if it is at 22 or whatever to be watching dan and phil in a lecture to be watching dan and phil games is quite specific but also it's not just on it's not just the moment where they open their laptop and it's on the video it's the moment (gasps) where you see them close it yeah (laughs) it's It's like get get that mouse straight on that x get out of here the urgency at which the mouse moves across the screen it's like it needs to be gone shouldn't be seen by another human dan and phil 
oh my any youtube is embarrassing at that point anything's mortifying yeah you shouldn't be on youtube there's something about youtube that it's just like that's very private no no one can see my subscriptions i was gonna say it's a very private list (laughs) me and lizzie i went on my sister's um youtube the other day and we were watching like a youtube video together and it was like subscribe to like jim chapman and it's like lizzie this is embarrassing (laughs) it's bizarre (laughs) like why are you subscribed to jim chapman but it's also a weird it's a very intimate experience to watch youtube with someone else yeah absolutely to let them into your subscription box with tv you can watch it with anyone we're not fast but youtube almost feels like it was made for you just your eyes only you have very personal relationships with everyone much like listening to this is quite an intimate thing i would imagine in that you feel like you're in the convo with we're doing harry i now speak Speak directly directly to to you you have one hour one hour one hour oh you have one hour (laughs) i definitely feel that when i listen to podcasts that they're my friends and when i watch youtube i feel like they're my friends and all of this stuff and i think it's so it's so intimate like you're with me especially with the podcast you're with us for an hour a week essentially yeah you can't reveal us in the middle of your seminar oh my god no we're just for you we're not for your ratty seminar pals (laughs) do you want to hear the worst thing that happened in a seminar that i was in once oh god what this is like this actually strikes me as probably the worst thing worse than an embarrassing ringtone worse than a dan and phil um so i was in a seminar and we walked in this in the final year of uni and it was an english seminar and we were studying this book that had like some mexican writing in it and someone had, the teacher had written on the board there's this mexican phrase this. on the wall and it's they said so can anyone by chance translate this like does anyone speak can anyone speak this language what does this say it's like a mexican book is it spanish is that the language that i'm looking for well it would be yeah some language from southern america depending on whereabouts and it's like does anyone can anyone speak this like does anyone can anyone translate this this guy at the back of the seminar hand shot up in the air and he just says fuck to death and the guy was like no sorry it means build a wall fuck to death imagine fuck to death Fuck Why would you ever? What would ever possess you? First of all, what possesses you to raise your hand in a seminar when you don't have something incredibly profound to say? And even if you speak full Spanish and you're like fluently and you're like, that says fuck to death very clearly, I would be thinking, mm, maybe I won't put my hand up and say fuck to death in the middle of a seminar. But also so awful that it said build the wall. Also, it would be a boy, wouldn't it? The levels of entitlement you have to feel, you have to be raised as a male in this patriarchal society. Honestly, fuck to death. And it was like hand straight down, head down, never to be seen again in the seminar. You just can't show your face after that. (laughs) No. You're getting fucked to death after that. Also, to death, it's like, that's funny that you thought that would be a phrase (laughs) that would be normal. Fuck to death. To death. I do think that is something of note, though, that it obviously, let me guess, it's a little white boy. Yeah, it was. In, in what was that, an English seminar or a film seminar? An English seminar, yeah. Little white boy in an English seminar is 100% raising his hand to say fuck to death. Yeah. Because I know for a fact, all of the other girls in the room are thinking about how they can validate themselves with their achievements, fucking learn whatever the book is that, do you know what I mean? Like, And they can read it. They did, they did a Spanish module and they can clearly read Build the wall and they don't want to say and they think i guess it was a trump sort of thing i don't really know what this was yeah and they can read that it says build the wall and they're thinking no no i won't say i know and then they hear this fucking guy say fuck to death 
it's like oh my god the arrogance that takes to say that in a seminar is imagine insane i think it's just just one of the most obvious examples of symptoms of the patriarchy where men feel entitled to space yeah and it's not necessarily a bad thing it would be great if women felt entitled to space too i'm not trying to take it away i think it's i think it's funny to be ballsy and put your hand up and say fuck to death but it's unfortunate that that's a luxury that hasn't been afforded to women or actual fucking mexican people not fucking white people putting their hands up saying fuck to death it's like actually it's a very serious combo that we're having it's a very serious discourse and you've inserted yourself to say fucked to death any minority is so aware of how they are taking up the space and how their voice should be minimized and and that it's almost not appropriate in a seminar to say the word fuck even Mm -hmm. but with the arrogance at which he put his hand up and the word fuck just came out of his mouth so easily like he just owns the room it's like okay you're that's really really ballsy and it was appropriate in an english seminar like it was very but even if it wasn't there's a lack of consequence it's funny this reminds me actually just thinking about how different people feel differently about taking up space etc just essentially how different we are when it comes to validating ourselves i thought this was really interesting what someone said because i know that you and i sefi have different approaches to this Mm. or different experiences with this so they said a way that they validate themselves or the way that they get validation is by posting something on social media and from my experience that feels very foreign to me but i remember you said it in a past episode i think maybe you just said it to me (laughs) and i just immediately think that everything in our friendship is monetized yeah yeah, Um, (laughs) actually but you said that you have done or have known of people that if you're feeling a bit down or like for example if someone's feeling a bit down about the way they look they'll post like a selfie or like post a pic of them looking good whereas i would do the opposite i would disappear off socials and i do frequently frequently yeah not even that i would do that but i completely understand the logic behind doing that and i know i've seen people do i've been with people when they're like oh i'm gonna post something yeah like i just feel like posting something because they obviously are feeling a bit like oh it'd be nice to get a load of likes and i completely understand that i think also i do definitely dip out of social media when i'm feeling shit because i know it's not a good place because it's not a good place apart from our platform which is great (laughs) the best thing about social media let's be honest is us it's us And all the all the amazing people that I follow. Like me. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> all the people that I know, including this one person right now, <laughs> wing. Yeah, so I definitely do dip out myself, but I do understand the impulse to make yourself more public in the way that when I am anxious, I put on a show. Like, I think there are two ways that you can deal with stress, essentially, or like control, or like a need to control it, an inability to let go, is you can either become more and be like quite outrageous and like you walk into the room like, hi guys, or you can walk in timid, timid, timid. And I think I lean more towards putting on the show. Same. Which is similar to then posting on social media, which I understand, but I don't know whether I actually do that specific behavior. I just remember the first time that it must have been someone again on the space said that they did that and you were like yeah yeah that happens all the time and I was like fuck I've never Mm, it's definitely a thing it was yeah not a concept that I'd ever thought about it's kind of like someone's boyfriend breaks up with them and then they post loads of like bikini photos yeah completely yeah of course you do that because you want to you're going into performance mode suddenly you're an actor you're Meryl Streep you're like collecting your Oscars like I'm having the whale of I'm having an absolute whale of a time because I remember definitely people when their boyfriends broke up with them they were like oh my god well i need to post things on instagram like i need to have instagram stories 
up the whole time and I was like what just block them like why are you performing for someone and they were like oh no definitely you'll do this as well and I was like I don't think I will though or I hope I won't and I don't yeah like, I would much rather have an internal struggle than have an external performance going on I think it's a mad mm-hmm. behavior that you know when people say like if you're holding on to jealousy you're only holding on to something that burns yourself or something like that or you're holding on to resentment yeah holding on to is like hot coal you'll only burn yourself like that with doing these like public performances on your story like I'm out all the time I'm filming the fucking festival I'm taking pictures and I'm making sure that other boys are in them so that he knows that I am seeing other boys and all of this stuff it's like Mm -hmm. you're only hurting yourself because then you're checking who's viewed it and all of this stuff and it's he's not looking and it's very transparent it's a really it's so fascinating how we overcompensate and it goes back to the classic your mum's genius of imagined audience yeah it's a genius phrase you really think that you have a whole audience just waiting for your next move on social media it's like actually i didn't realize that you hadn't posted in three weeks yeah and it's the imagined audience of truly the best phrase ever that i use all the time no one views your story more than you do i'll sit all day viewing my own bloody story I said to you the other day, Sefi, that I put something on the story and I said, I've honestly watched this about 400 times. I need to clip off of it now. It's like a bit much. It's a problem, isn't it? But do you ever do it where you watch something, like your own personal story or like go through your feed even and you're viewing it from a specific pair of eyes? Like you'll see that sort of this person in your story has seen it and you'll view it from their perspective and then you'll find someone like, oh my God, like this person watched it. Oh, I wonder what they thought. And you'll watch it again through their eyes. It's like a really odd behaviour. So self-indulgent. I know Sefi you and I have noted this before about how back in the day when I was like 11 on Facebook I would very much post for me even though I knew that like my aunts and uncles would see it but I thought they were irrelevant and this was my circle so I wasn't worried about putting on a show or giving a performance for what they would want to see on my Facebook through their eyes now as I've got older and the social media etiquette has changed and grown over time I definitely went through a phase and I'm more aware of it now where I do think people in our generation now feel like we're the peripheries yeah versus when you first met social media if you're in this you know the same generation as us which you probably are and if you're not thank you for being here yeah when you were first introduced to fucking myspace it very much felt like your aunts and uncles were the peripheries of that and you were the center of myspace whereas now it's like you feel like you're the peripheries of Instagram because you are, because Kylie Jenner is the centre of Instagram, for example. Yeah, totally. And you're always, we say it all the time, you're looking at pictures of a party that you'll never be invited to. Yeah. It's the opposite of centering yourself with this whole narrative, like be the main character, be that you're the main character in your own life, blah, blah, blah. It's like Instagram is engaging in the absolute opposite behavior unless you're monetizing your instagram i think you if you're using instagram to share your own stuff like for example you're sharing your artwork or your for example have a podcast or whatever you do then you are centering yourself in a way that makes yourself and other people very uncomfortable yeah but it's still dangerous because then maybe even more than the average consumer of instagram you are seeking validation through social media which is always tricky horrific if you get your validation essentially through anything from anything that is external yeah you're fucked should we talk about like like for example where do you get your validation from do you think (sighs) let me just sit with that for a sec i think i get my validation from lots of different places i think i get my validation a lot from my sense of identity yeah and so whatever fits in in my from my perception of what is my identity i'll feel validated by and i think that's when we feel most shaken up as people is when it feels like your identity is being shaken a bit so for example if you always felt like 
the smartest in the room. Yeah. Hamilton reference. But yeah, if you always felt like the smartest in the room and then you go into a new job, for example, and you are in a team where you very much are functioning as now the underdog, all of that validation you'd previously built... It's scrapped. ...could be shrouded to smithereens, yeah. And you're the scrappy-dappy-doo. And meanwhile, Scooby and Fred are ruling the roost and you have no means of keeping up. Or you were the Daphne and you move into a new space and you're now the fucking Velma. There's another hot girl. And it's like, oh, fuck. Where does your validation come from? Oh, I was about to go on a whole thing about Scooby-Doo. Um, good thing you steered me off. Um, <laughs> um, where does my validation come from? I definitely agree with like a sense of identity, but it's even more like the, it's not even when I don't see it reflected. It's almost like if I catch myself behaving in a way that doesn't align with my sense of identity. Or someone tells you otherwise. That throws me the most. For example, if I'm thinking, oh, I'm the hot one, I'm the hot one, and I walk in and I'm suddenly very clearly not the hot one, I have the knowledge in my own mind, but I am. But then, if then I catch myself in a way I think I'm really funny and I say something that I believe is really not funny and really <laughs> awful, it, that's worse. That's like, Cringe. oh, you idiot. Everyone's like, killed it. And then you're like, oh, I'm Ooh, not funny. Fuck. Yeah, that's bad. You know how sometimes we say you're walking a tightrope, depending on the day, the thread that you walk on could be very thick and fat and stable and secure and you're completely balanced or you're walking this tightrope and it's a very teensy tiny thin scrap of string and one gust of wind and you're knocked off so because that to me sounds like it's not necessarily someone saying to you oh you're not the hot one today or you're not funny today that's like just on the off chance that whatever happened to you that day set your perception of yourself slightly off and one small moment could be taken very differently because you could make the exact same joke and it land the exact same way on a different day and you'll be thinking god i'm fucking ricky gervais <laughs> i think it's so true i mean the tightrope is something that we always come back to in that i think true happiness success and all of these things is having a very wide tightrope which kind of is about saying that like no matter what you're thrown in the day you have a basis that allows you a bit of give like mm. say someone kind of spits in your coffee one day <laughs> something crazy oh. something crazy happens you don't go <laughs> oh it's because I'm fucking horrible and ugly and of course this would happen and I'm disgusting and I'm evil and all of these things this would happen it's my karma you go that was fucking weird that that just happened I'll move on I'll get another coffee <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this on my amazing podcast yeah it's a ridiculous story it's about having a different you just have a bit of give in your life if something bad happens it's not directly about you whereas if your tightrope's very thin you're constantly on the edge constantly wavering and wobbling off the edge and it's like one person can like look at you the wrong way and you're falling off the tightrope down the fucking dark hole and you're in despair all of a sudden yeah but actually it's that is happiness or success or whatever because i don't think it's about these markers of when i've got this job then i'm in a constant state of happiness bad things are always going to be thrown at you stressful things are always gonna be thrown at you but if you've got a wide tightrope a wide sort of to be honest a big sense of self-esteem mm. a decent sense of self self-esteem you're okay your contentment will last longer how have you built that how do you widen your tightrope how do you validate yourself from learning for example the exeter thing when i didn't get into exeter my tightrope was very thin at that moment mm. at that point as an 18 year old girl my tightrope was very thin and all that it took was to not get into the university that i wanted and i was spinning down into despair and 
in those moments you really do have nothing other than yourself to build yourself up and you do have to find the block the building blocks on your own and build up with things that you do like from having experiences that knock you yeah so much knock your confidence your self-esteem and all of these things and having to build with real things because i was holding to be honest my tightrope was built out built out of like fucking spaghetti yeah and now it's made out of fucking stone it's like a bridge now building it with real shit rather than like ridiculous things like the scraps that you find that boy text me like this boy once said that you're walking on spaghetti it's like that's not gonna build sustainable that's not good you need to be building a bridge right now what about you i love this extended metaphor by the way of the tightrope <laughs> so stunning it's like a tightrope a bridge spaghetti food scrappy do but it's all actually just your self-esteem <laughs> <laughs> what about you though i can't think of really a way that i validate myself apart from looking at the reviews that you guys leave us <laughs> imagine the cheek of it that is it is validating we always fucking talk about the reviews in that they are just so kind i was crying my bloody eyes out the other week in my car on my own and i'm not afraid to say it and i was also i was crying but i was also kind of laughing thinking you've probably just like listened to an episode and thought i feel quite bad for them i'll leave them a review i'll be nice go on i've got five minutes i'll do it and they leave a lovely little review and lo and behold i'm crying my eyes out cut to i'm shedding real tears real water because they're just sweet yeah they're really sweet like full full bodily functions are happening like full sobbing full sobs over something that someone wrote in two seconds it's really sweet they're just kind i basically it's not even just the reviews it's the dms it's everything that is i always think it's borderline dangerous validation Mm. in the i feel very validated for example right now there's no one else here it's me and you convo which Mm -hmm. i fucking live for we live for these conversations but then it's also this on top of that the validation of like there are people listening to us talking now in the future like god knows where you are when you're hearing this voice right now it's bizarre it's like that's validating in a weird way but it's borderline like it's dangerous because that's not coming from us that's you how our sense of self is completely in your hands are you listening in your hands and i'm not happy about it i'm crying (laughs) you could snip the tightrope at any moment (laughs) snip snip that spaghetti yeah so don't you dare but it's a weird borderline between external and internal like the internal is so kind of joyful i guess of us like creating this thing and it's really fun and it's like really from ourselves but the external is like the likes the follows the dms the fucking sponsors all of that is just like ah, the numbers the number game and that is where mm. you must not we must not yeah get trapped because that's just like distraction yeah from actually truly what this is which is um thoughts and what the fuck is this <laughs> thoughts and um i think it really comes back to being intentional this is my whole new thing i'm gonna ride this out for the next kind of six episodes you won't stop hearing me say this <laughs> be intentional ah, life-changing also it's not the first time i've heard it but i don't know why it's just hitting different this time i think i got lost i think i got lost <laughs> crying i think in your car i think i did get a bit lost i think i got a bit passive yeah and was living unintentionally i was kind of like oh there goes another day oopsie kind of like oh just like stuck in the rhythms of life just like honestly conforming this is recently by the way 
This is like a couple of weeks ago. I definitely had this revelation when I was listening to a Solange song. And I think it says like, you're nothing without intention. Do nothing without intention. Yeah. I think it's like one of those ones that's like kind of a seven second song. It just catches you. It's like, oh shit. What we were saying just before we started recording when we're talking about intention, because clearly every convo is a podcast convo. (laughs) Insane. Fully insane. We are insane. (laughs) Um, Embarrassing. But I think it's like, we were saying about like, even drinking your tea, you're drinking a cup of tea and before you know it, you finish your cup of tea and it was just like blah 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 blah. you've had a cup of tea but actually it's like i'm making myself a cup of tea because i want to drink a cup of tea and every moment that you're drinking that cup of tea you're thinking yeah i chose to do this it's not just something that happened every single thing that you do has a reason has a motive it's fucking important to know it yeah like why are we doing a podcast right now because we want to it's so true not oh I, oh sorry it's it's this day of the week where we have to have one out by monday we've got to do, it's like no it's actually like an intentional decision we want to speak to you but also like a fine line between intention and control because well because it comes back to whose intentions are they love it whose intentions are they so fucking true because at the same time someone could go to sussex university and have the worst time of their life because it wasn't made for them are they your mum's intentions who wants you to live this certain life are they your grandma's intentions mm. that wants you to live this certain life are they your best friend's intentions who wants to go traveling and you also want to go traveling you want to wear this outfit but is that your some is that sort of gok wan's intention that you copied <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell it's trini and Susanna's. honestly do we operate in 2006 i think we do actually it's like we recorded this in the september of 2005 and it's <laughs> It's only now being released someone found it in a time machine all of our references are so embarrassingly yeah. off so off Stephen Mohan is the <laughs> ultimate one you know what it is it's you were cast in Doctor Who at nine years old and you're going in your time machine flitting back and forth and finding all of these podcast archives and releasing them and bringing them back releasing them in 2020 Shivers. why did they talk about Gok Wan bizarre I also um, went to a Gok Wan book signing once oh you told me this before really weird that's it what happened oh nothing that's it we went to a got Gwan what was he there. wearing what were you wearing did you wear something impressive i i thought it was at the time but it was my sister's coat and it wasn't very impressive it's from new look and what did it look like um it looked like it was kind of gray and like checkered it wasn't nice at all and i think i was oh. wearing you know what i was wearing 100 percent. i was wearing uggs Ugg boots. Wow. Definitely. With like leggings, I'm guessing. With maybe like jeggings even. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. It was a time, wasn't it? It really was a time. Kind of side fringe, big belt, bit kind of it was like a little bomber jacket, maybe. I, I definitely thought it was good. I'm obsessed. But when I look back on the pictures, I definitely remember thinking, God, you definitely should have washed your hair. <laughs> like it was a bit too <laughs> greasy. That's a bad look. Did you have the fringe? Yeah, like you know when you had the side fringe. Oh, oh yeah, of course, of course. And it's almost like a bit of a yeah, I definitely just remember thinking like mm. back then it kind of was a bit of a greased look. I feel greased it definitely the was like I probably I probably had like hairspray in it, but it it wasn't looking good. I remember. <laughs> Got Guan was unimpressed. So one of the stats stats already boring. The thing that I thought on the, <laughs> on the story when we asked you the question, they're like no, not the stats. <laughs> Anything but the stats. They're no longer called polls, and they're no longer called stats. We're gonna call them. We should come up with a fun name. If you can think of a fun name that we can call like the polls that we do, that would be good. So someone, we said, do you struggle with wanting to be liked by others? So family, peers and strangers slash strangers and all. Um, And 85% of you are saying yes. And I think that's interesting. It's like, do you struggle with that? And the vast majority want to be liked by everyone. Are we living authentically then? Are we in, are we trying to steer the river? As the famous quote goes that everyone should set as their background is on the subliming highlights. 
but are we all doing that? And we absolutely are. I feel like I had quite a life-shaking lesson or just kind of mantra or like thing that I like to remember. It doesn't have to be dramatic. <laughs> mantra. <laughs> it's my mantra. It's my life's work. <laughs> it's like one passing thought. But I just got to a point where I thought for a second, like if I look around this room, I don't really have many opinions on the majority of people here. Mm-hmm. And a few of them, I would even go as to say, I dislike them. Yeah. So why does it matter to me if this person that I actively dislike likes me or not? It's like, really, really doesn't matter. Fair enough, I can give up, you know, I can understand. If I really like or admire someone, I would want them... I mean, I would love them to feel the same way about me. But I absolutely do not give a fuck if the scrappiest of scrappy-doos like me. I don't want to be liked by you. If anything, if you like me, I'm doing a bad job. I need my enemies to despise me. Otherwise, I'm not standing up for anything. I need to be making my opinions loud and clear. Yeah, if you stand for nothing. Yeah, exactly. If if you you stand stand for for nothing, nothing, Burr, what what do you fall fall for? for? Another Hamilton reference. But it's true. It's like you need to actually be making people that you don't like feel funny about you. For example, a similar situation to that. I'm doing something at the moment... A, a poetry thing that I'm doing at the moment. Sophie's a poet? I'm a poet, guys. Really, though? But I'm, I'm doing it with a group of people that I was looking around the room, the metaphorical Zoom room, and I was thinking, unimpressed, unimpressed, yeah. unimpressed. For the vast majority, there were some people that I think, yeah, you're fucking really cool. You're very impressive. I'm so impressed. So, so amazing. <laughs> so stunning. The poetry is so stunning. But I also, for the vast majority, I was thinking, I don't like you. Then why am I so nervous to read my poetry in front of you? No, 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 honey. And I think it is life-shaking to realise I'm unimpressed. They're allowed to be unimpressed back. Yeah. That's, that is fine. That's allowed to happen. My sense of self doesn't get shaken by that. It should not get shaken by that. And I think everyone should carry that with them in that it's okay for people to be unimpressed or actively dislike you. You want to be disliked by the right people or the wrong people. You want a group of misogynists to hate you. Absolutely. Absolutely that. And it comes back to our bigger argument about gender in the sense that women so often are encouraged to be as palatable as possible, be as non-offensive, non-abrasive as possible, be quiet in your opinions. If anything, don't form them. You'd be better off if you just kept your mouth shut and sat pretty. Be smaller, small, small, small. But then the man in the seminar can put his hand up ever so bravely and just say, fuck to death. Absolutely not. Like it's nothing. Whereas you've been thinking, oh my God, I looked a bit weird when I smiled at that person. No, fuck that. The whole time you grew up in Mexico and you've heard this mantra, build the wall so many fucking times, but you didn't dare put your hand up because it was embarrassing. So give yourself the space because honestly, no one else will. Yeah. And also no one is watching. One of the best, most liberating lessons of life is that nobody is watching you. Nobody cares about you. No one gives a fuck about you. No one gives a shit about you. Apart from us, we love you. You You need us. We are all you have. You need us right now. (laughs) You need to give us a review right now. Give us a review. You need to maybe (laughs) give us your money right now. (laughs) You'd be nothing without us. Think about where you'd be without us. You're good friends. Sophie and Erin. It's fucking true. No one gives a fuck about you. And that is a good thing. The people that need to give a fuck about you give a fuck. That your imagined audience, these people that you think are watching your story and liking your pics and kind of thinking, oh, I was thinking this the other day, I really want to start riding my bike because I 
have never ridden my fucking bike and I was like what the hell it would be so good just to like pop into town on a bike so easy and I was thinking what is actually the thing holding me back yeah sure in London is the fear of death is holding me back on a bike <laughs> yeah. but when I'm at home which I am right now is in in essentially the countryside middle of nowhere I can of course just cycle around and it's fucking safe as anything but the thing that's stopping me is the thought that it's like oh my god like I'm riding a bike like what if someone sees me it's like it's like not hot yeah it's not a hot look because 100 percent i'm having a helmet <laughs> fuck that like what i can't it's yeah. 10 minutes for me to get into town that means rather than a fucking four, half an hour walk so you're gonna get to your deathbed at whatever 106 years old or whatever it was that you said and you're gonna think back and think thank fucking god i didn't wear that helmet and get on that bike and i looked hot as fuck when i was 23 years old absolutely not absolutely not i believe that you can make it very fucking hot on a bike I'm going to make this cool as hell. The hottest thing in the world is you doing whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. So I just think, fuck that. I'm not going to not ride a bike for that reason. That's insane. Yeah, it is insane. It's like no one's watching. But the problem is no one... The problem is we're raised to not have the scope to think critically in that way. You would... It's crazy even that you've got to the point where you're thinking, hang on, I do want to ride a bike. Why have I not? Most people just think, yeah, I've got no interest in riding a bike. But it's like, you actually do, probably. Yeah. You've just convinced yourself that you don't because it's easy because it's not attractive or not normal or it's easier to conform it's not attractive for girls to do it a guy on a bike is oh my god he's just like carefree rocks up on a bike why do women's clothes not have pockets it's the same because we've got nowhere to go men need to be practical and carry things because we should have a little purse women have nothing to do apparently just just enough to keep a little lipstick in i honestly can't fucking bear it so i think i'm now going to become helmet bike sort of an olympian bike rider yeah i think i'm suddenly becoming that guy what's his name who did the drugging thing what's that cyclist called that drugged it's a it's a man that rode a bike oh people are probably screaming at this he was like a olympic biker (laughs) 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 you're gonna do really well on a bike yeah i'm a biker (laughs) you like get on your little bicycle with a big leather jacket harley davidson you're a biker gang i also think it's like what why can't i do roll like rollerblade around a fucking park like why am i not allowed to do this because it's not cool so true but i just i'm having these whole things of like all these things that you've stopped yourself from doing because you were told in year eight oh no the girls don't ride their bikes the boys do but the girls don't oh you just got the vibe yeah no one even said it just you noticed none of the girls were riding their bikes um and you just think fuck well i wasted my life walking i could be cycling yeah i could be rollerblading am i mad you could have split that travel time in half all of the time that i've spent walking trudging i could have been actually rollerblading yeah through blistering winds and scorching desert honestly <laughs> blistering winds. climb to the top of the tallest tower what is that <laughs> it's prince charming in shrek oh my god yeah <laughs> and his hair's going yeah. yeah i love it and i could have been literally roller skating am i an idiot you are yeah to be honest we all are yeah we're all imbeciles we should all start roller skating instantly i hope that this has been to me this would be something that i would need to hear when i'm living quite passively i need someone to jump down my earphones and scream at me to be intentional so i hope we've done that for you in a nice way and we haven't shouted at you or made you feel uncomfortable at any point with the strange bizarre references i hope you were okay with everything that you just experienced (laughs) I'm not even saying it's like, you need to start riding your bike. I'm saying, I need to start riding my bike. It's like, we all need to start doing this. We all start ne- need to start thinking. Even like things like, oh, I'm just hanging out with the same people that I've always hung out with. Do I intentionally, intentionally even like these people? Mm. No. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I hang out with you, I do like you. My line goes dead. <laughs> do I intentionally 
want to hang out with these people? Am I actively meeting up with these people that I like? Or am I just like hanging out with them because I've always hung out with them? And if you're my friend thinking, oh, is that about me? No, I'm not talking about you. This isn't about you. It's true. Are you spending your days how you'd like living with intention? Or are you being passive and letting life wash over you? Because I do that all the time. And I constantly need to be on it. Poke myself back out. But also no pressure. If you intentionally want to watch fucking Netflix for hours on end. Oh, absolutely. That's kind of the point. Sounds like a dream. Well, there you go. I hope that's your plan today. I hope you can just have a nice day today and chill. So stunning. Live your best life. Be your best self. So stuns. And I love that stunning has become a thing for us. How stunning is that? Because I didn't even realise we fucking said it, but you know what? Life is stuns. It's kind of um stunning. 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 What, what time is it? it? Stunning time. <laughs> stunning time. It's on vacation. Get me out of here. I think we need to go. Cool. So everyone go ride the bike, live with intention. Always put an insurance choice on your uni. That's the life lesson. Here. Honestly, lessons learned. <laughs> lessons learned. And live your best authentic life. Don't try and steer the river. We are the worst. Just live with intention and leave us a review. Bye. <laughs> God, I hate myself. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> see you next time then, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.